Ed, you know, I want to start off with a little bit of a news and a little bit of a debunk because that is what we do here. Sure, sure. Let's bonk it. I'm t- getting out my news orb and I'm gazing upon it. I'll take out my wizard's robes. There's an article going around from the verg.com right now. It's all about a supposed behind the scenes look at Elon Musk's, the way he's running Twitter. Yeah, I mean, you've seen this going around. Our sons have sent this to us, obviously. Yeah. Saying, oh, is this your Messiah? To which I say yes. And I'm not going to talk about the whole article because it's very biased. It's very unfair. They don't talk about how he looks at any point. They don't talk about how cool his hair is. Normal mainstream media, they, they don't start with like, Elon walked into the room. His long hair flowing behind him. Followed by a wall of bergamot. The employees smelled Elon before they saw him. A rich smell, soil and grease. But what did the inside of him smell like? Yeah, they're very biased towards Elon, but this is one of the sections they're sharing. It says here, for weeks now, Elon Musk has been preoccupied with worries about how many people are seeing his tweets. Um, yeah, that makes two of us. Yeah, we've been worried. When I'm out on the street corner and I'm saying like, did you see Elon's latest tweet? Remember when he said this? And people say, get away from me. Leave me alone, creep. Have you read them, sir? Have you seen them? Excuse me, sir, have you heard the good news? You there, truck driver. You there, baker, banker. Have you read Elon's Twitter? No? Oh, no one's been checking. I feel like I'm going mad. When I have those big poster boards where I write in Sharpie and big block letters, I write out his tweets and I hold them up on the street corner and I ring a big bell, people look at me like I'm crazy. I feel like we could make that work a bit better if we sort of dance around with them, like do a little do a little prance. Maybe put on an outfit. I'll dress like a Falcon 9 and you dress like a tunnel. And you'll like what, drive into me? Yeah. Okay, sure. That's just to say, this is a serious concern. No one is seeing Elon's tweets, and alarm bells should be sounding at Twitter HQ. I mean, imagine if Ronald McDonald walked into McDonald's and said, hey, can I get a burger? And they said, who are you? Right, exactly. It'd be firing squad. Let's just say that's a bad day to be near the McFlurry maker. You've heard that Soylent G is dads? Well, McFlurries are... Teens. Yeah. So Elon took this very legitimate concern, which is why aren't people liking his tweets enough? And it says, on Tuesday, Musk gathered a group of engineers and advisors into a room at Twitter's headquarters looking for answers. You could just imagine the setting, like the giant throne room. Yeah. You got Elon there. He's got his wizard. He's got his jester. It's definitely Rob Schneider. Yes. I, oh, no, I think his jester is absolutely Rob Schneider. And in the tradition, the in the grand tradition of jesterdom, the jester is also like able to say truths that no one else could get away with. Yeah, so he yeah. could be like... Your wife Grime is sleeping with a woman. <laughs> That's the sort of pressure valve on the kingdom. Well, and if he crosses the line... You can always get another Rob. And next week is Adam Sandler. Exactly. It says here in the article that Elon asked, why is, are his engagement numbers tanking? Quote, this is ridiculous. I have more than 100 million followers and I'm only getting tens of thousands of impressions. Really good question. That doesn't make any sense to me. What's he tweeting? Well, he's tweeting epic fire stuff. I'm sure. Now, before I read more of this article... Ted, if you were in this room, what do you imagine they would do? Maybe like mass suicide? I was thinking that maybe instead of a trapdoor, there's just a, a voluntary pit that you can jump into. It's called the gentleman's drop. Yeah. Or the honor hole. I think it is I probably a choose your own hole situation. Yeah. Do you want the hole of shame where Elon pulls the lever or do you take the honor hole where you hole yourself? Yes. That's what I'm imagining. Here's what actually happened. Quote, one of the company's two remaining principal engineers offered a possible explanation for Musk's declining reach. Public interest in his antics is waning. Who would say such a thing? <gasps> okay. That literally makes no sense. Do people lose interest in the sun? No. It's Elon. That doesn't make any... Here's what makes sense. An arrow going straight up. Shout out, Stefan. Yeah. And they have the temerity 
to come out and say, maybe people just don't want to see your tweets. No honor hole for him. <laughs> no. But And what Elon does next is, this is why he's a great CEO. He says, you're fired. And he fired them. That's leadership. Daddy says, why isn't anyone laughing at my jokes? And everyone says, they're not funny. We don't like you. Yeah, we don't like you. Only you and your perverted best friend laugh at those jokes. That's such a perfect analogy. You tell a joke at the Thanksgiving dinner table. I laugh, so it's obviously funny. It's obviously No one else laughs. How do we explain this D discrepancy? Yeah. We could say, oh, yeah, maybe people just don't like your jokes. That doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a really funny joke. What makes more sense? Conspiracy. What was the joke anyway? Someone was talking about Pickle Rick, and we said, Pickle Rick, more like Fickle Steve. That was funny. It was really funny. I was actually thinking of later in the dinner when no one was talking because I had burped really loud and everyone just kind of like, no one talked after that for like five minutes. And then kind of out of nowhere, you just said, my wife. Incredible Borat line. Phenomenal. Always gets a laugh in the movie. And then as if that wasn't enough, I come in as your wingman with my Austin Powers, oh, behave. Nothing. 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 I followed it up with a shagadelic too. And I'm sorry. I mean, like, I made this point on the night of. I pulled up the earnings for Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Yeah. It made hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm sorry. Lots of people find that funny. Lots and you're not going to laugh. And that's what we're dealing with with the Elon tweets. It just doesn't make sense. And Elon's doing the equivalent of what we did that Thanksgiving. He's declaring Thanksgiving over. He's declaring Thanksgiving over. He's going to his room. He's making paper dolls of everyone. And he's flushing them down the toilet. Grace said, I need Dennis to help me brush my teeth. And they went into the back. Same deal. So I think that shows Elon's just his incredible power. But then the other part of this article, Ted, that is so important, I think, is the part that showcases his humanism and sensitivity. Mm. Elon has been using his power in the most noble way possible, which is to address very, very specific user complaints and gripes. This is what management looks like. This is what management looks like. Charles Schwab, he's not in his office. He's not counting his money. He's in the lobby trying to get the little pen chain untangled. I mean, you think Ronald McDonald isn't at that deep fryer? Literally slapping teenagers around. I mean, here's a direct quote, Ted, from the article. Musk's product feedback, which comes largely from replies to his tweets, often baffles his workers. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, have you ever, in the Bible, when they try to describe an angel? They can't. Literally, they can't. How can a man be that square? The article goes on to say, and this is a quote from one supposed employee, it says, there's times he's just awake late at night and says all sorts of things that don't make sense. Genius. Of course it doesn't make sense. You think that everything that Charles Schwab or Ronald McDonald says makes sense? No. If it made sense to the employees, they'd be the CEO. It's that simple. Look at daddies and babies. You think baby understands what daddy wants? No. 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 Baby does not. Sometimes what daddy wants is so cruel or can seem that way, but it is necessary. You think anyone knows what the Google man is saying? They don't even know his name. No one even knows his name. That's how mysterious the Google man is. So you think at Google, you're going to get a single intelligible email from Google man? No. You're going to get visions. Like Hildegard von Brigham. Look, would it be nice if things were simpler? Yeah. Like, imagine if the witches in McBee could have just come out and said, when we say the forest is going to rise up against you, what we mean is these guys are going to use the branches Branches. to be like the forest. Yeah. Or they'd be like, by the way, footnote, when we say no man born of a woman, does anyone you know was born of a C-section? Because that's the loophole. That's the loophole that we're talking about. And good luck. McBee. Or like, imagine if, oh, the guy with the complex in the Greece, yeah. if they had been like, 
you're going to, you know, K your M and F your D. Sure, they could have come out and said, and by the way, you're going to do it by accident, so be careful. You know, yeah. but no, that's not how that's not how genius works. That's not how oracles that's not how work. Genius I mean, works. if Elon came out and said something just straightforward and simple that made sense, he would not be the world's richest man, ipso facto. Exactly. Then the employee continues and says, and then he'll come to us and be like, this one person says they can't do this one thing on the platform, and then we have to run around chasing some outlier use case for one person. Boom! Mic drop! So what you're telling me is uh, Elon actually stands up for the little man? Yes. You know, the, uh, the the peas, the Pharisees, were mad when Jay washed the people's feet as well. Yeah, they were. You imagine the employee of, like, Jerusalem... Dot com being like, oh, we get these crazy messages from Jesus in the middle of the night, and then he's out there washing people's feet. Yeah. Doesn't he have better things to be doing? I mean, yes, Jesus had a lot better things to be doing. He could have been flying around. Could have been shooting lasers from his eyes. He could have been throwing boulders. He could have invented the printing press ahead of its time. But instead, no, he was taking his time as literally the K of the J's and the Prince of Pete. He was down there washing people's feet. And that is exactly what it's like when Elon is taking time out of his schedule where he could be hanging out with other billionaires. Living in a tunnel. Asking people to take down photos of him posted with people that he doesn't want them to share. Teaching his child, Zaya 12, how to reach inside the smallest parts of a Tesla because his big man's father's hands can't reach them. He could be doing all those things, but no, he's taking his time to metaphorically wash the feet of the lowliest among us. And I want to just say, Elon... Boy, do Tim and I have some dirty effing feet. Yes. Look, Elon, I know that you are probably at New York Fashion Week right now in a pair of those funny boots, the big red cartoon boots. Oh, or maybe he's wearing that scary Sam Smith devil outfit. I think he might be. But tighter. I think he might be wearing a very sensual father's version of the Bjork ostrich. I could also see him like dressed as a classic hippie. That would be a really cool one. But whatever you're doing, Elon... Please turn that meme of the man looking back at the hot lady while his girlfriend goes, what? Please turn around and look at us, the hot women, walking away. Elon, if you're looking to give the user experience to the average user, they don't come more average and more used than us. Please allow two baby dads to present their Richard Taylor made hobbit feet in front of thou. They're very dirty. For we have problems for you i.e. Real Randy Facts has not gotten the traction it needs. Yes, Elon, Real Randy Facts is constantly not getting liked. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. It's really informative. Oh, also, speaking of, our Tep Talk Twitter account, the one that I made after our last one got blocked because we were um, allegedly pretending to be the Best Buy, yep. um, no one's really following it. So that's also bias. And I'd like for you to look into it, please. I've tweeted at Kylie Ray Jepsen a few times. No reply. Same question for me regarding the Ted Lasso Twitter account. I know that they see my tweets because they block me. So could you please make it so they can't block me and then make them reply? I feel like I've been receiving some kind of intense comments from Keto Beast 479 about my exercise routine. And I'd like you to look into it. Yeah. And those photos you post, Ted, are not gross. They're not pathetic. No. I think they're quite beautiful. I mean, if you look back in the Renaissance, what we thought a beautiful woman was uh, is very different from what we see now. 
And I think people are going to be feeling that way when they look back at your photos of you making that face when you're trying to lift two iMacs attached to a, a barbell. Well, that's why I put cherubs in it for the for the sort of, you know, Rococo reference, the throwback. Yeah. Not rude. Also, Stefan won't return my calls. Yeah, so we're wondering if you could do something about that. I'm sure you have his number. No, I'm sure he has his number. Also, Elon, I've been having, Elon, lots of um, scary dreams. Yeah, we, we have been having a lot of scary dreams. We listened to a little too much Skrillex this week. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were thinking about music. the Tesla, and I got I got scared. So whatever you can do about that, anything helps. Um, oh, this is actually one I know Carlton wants. Could you get Andrew Tate out of prison? Yeah, look, if we're dancing around the Tate, Ring around the Rosie. We're also dancing around the Manosphere, which is frankly a little, um, as far as MCUs go, a little intimidating for dads like us. But it does go towards a common thing that we're seeing every day, which is that men out there are lost. Yes. If anyone has seen Chris Pepper, let us know, because he is gone. Yeah. I'm sure he's in the woods. He usually is, but it's just been a little longer than Gareth is used to. But no, Ted, not only are a lot of men out there literally lost, but, but many of them are lost, I think you're saying, in a spiritual sense. Yes, absolutely. And we experienced this when we, way back when, accidentally went to that, what we thought was a divorced father support group and was a little bit maybe more of a um, hate militia group. Shout out Chain. Shout out Drag Race. Shout out Prison. Shout out, I hope you stay there. Shout out, they did it all at the Best Buy. Yeah, so there's a lot of men out there who are lost. And they gravitate towards the taint. And they gravitate towards Andrew Taint and these other Manosphere bloggers, but... Frankly, it's a little much for dads like us. It's really not what we're about. They're creeps. Yeah, my mission with the dadosphere. Yes, yes, Ted. I knew you were going to go here with this. Is to get men prepared for what's coming. Yeah, to help them. I see a young man. He's worried about his next job. He's worried about rent. He's standing there in the pub. Trying to get Machine Gun Kelly tickets. Exactly, for his 23-year-old girlfriend. And I can see, because I'm a tall guy, I can see that the, at the back of his head, it's it's starting to gleam a little, just like mine. Mm. His dadhood is beginning to show through. It's beginning to show through. And that's, that's the sort of man I want to come up to, right? And I want to say, let it shine. In fact, put these little sticker diamantes on it and bejazzle it. Show it to the world. For yeah. you are beautiful, my man, my dad, my holy one. And happy be to you, who can now walk with such grace into the light of fatherhood. Well, because, Ted, what you're really talking about here is walk in the light, you yeah. know? Shout out Leo T. A lot of these tintosphere guys, yeah. a lot of these men who are drawn to Andrew's tint, they preach this whole thing, which is, how do you get a woman to like you? Treat her like a POS, you manipulate her in this way or the other. No, 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 no. A father simply says one word. Milady. Exactly. And they're gone. And they're gone. And if they're not gone initially, they're gone by the time you bend over, doff your cap, and show the bejazzled ringer on the back of your head. Like the eye of Sauron staring into their soul, they will flinch like Frodo. And actually, Ted, since we're on the topic, I did want to ask you, for when I eventually do get my invite to come to the LARPing parties, mm -hmm. I was wondering, can I practice my miladies? 
Yes, you can. Because I am I use them mainly like to you, but I, I feel like when I'm in the LARP, when I do get invited, when people, you know, when the council finally has their say yeah. and I do get invited, I'm going to be saying a lot of miladies and I don't want them to sound rushed. I don't want them to sound unprofessional. No. I also don't want them to sound forced. No, let's do it. One for one. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. Milady, milady. Oh, I got something to learn. <laughs> okay, let me try one more. Um... Milady. Oh, that's good. Check this one out. Milady. Oh, that one's really. Like that one? That's there's like, like a, a, that's sort like of like a in, tone in, of an action. He's seen the world. I imagine that's like the men are standing around, sort of talking and complimenting each other's bejazzling. Uh huh. And the woman comes through, and there's like sort of a, a, the brusqueness there. Milady. This is what I'm imagining. If it's like I'm in the old pubby. Yeah. And I'm like maybe bent over a tome because I think I'm going to be a scholar when I, I do so. eventually yeah, join the LARP good. community. Hello. Another scoot of more Pepto for you, scholar. Milady. That was really good. I felt the power, the grandeur. I like the way you went up. Like you went, Milady. Okay, here's one, Ted. I got one for you. Imagine you are shoeing a horse in ye olde stables. Yeah. You're sweaty. You've got your jacket hanging on the post. Yeah, I do. And you're doing this work for your, because you've got to take a long ride to um, Wexenburg. <sighs> and a woman walks down the street. and Now, she doesn't see you. She doesn't acknowledge you, but you are aware of her. And so as a gentleman, you are inspired to say, go for it, Ted. Milady, huh? Oh my gosh. Good, oh, you right? make it sound so easy. I think at that point she'd turn around and, and marry me, but I got one for you. I got one for you. You're in a dark tavern. You're in the corner. Mm. Who's that mm-hmm, man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe your name is Ryder. You've got a cloak pulled over your eyes. Down low so you can only see the hairs on my chinny chin chin. And in your hand is a dagger. You spin it on the desk and you see from the corner of your eye a beautiful silk-clad adventuress. Push the doors open with a delicate, soft hand. She scans the room. Your eyes meet. What do you say? Milady. That one just came out of me. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. Dang. Have you heard Marvin try to say milady? Milady. Milady. Sounds like a D. Can I play with you guys? I can say milady. I said, Marvin, it's not milady. And second of all, it's not play. It's work. Yeah, it is work. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, Ted. You are in the stocks in the center of town. You have been made a public show of because you were found to be not liking Lord Elon's tweets mm. as much as you should be. And your punishment will not be severe, but you will you are going to be put in the stocks for the day. Now you're covered in tomato juice. Yeah. Red pulpy, fleshy fruit drips down your face. Your humiliation is complete. And yet, you cannot help yourself, for even at your most debased, the merchant's wife passes by with her governess and her two small Mm. children. And before you know what you're doing, you find yourself saying to her, She looks away, humiliated, and yet, can it be? Yes, she flashes her eyes back your way. A blush. Wow. All right, lightning round. Milady? Milady. 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 And that's the kind of stuff that you will be able to learn, I think, Ted, once we do launch the Dadosphere. And I know... Look, I know we have a lot on our plates right now. We are like Rob Schneider and Elon's court juggling an awful lot of little balls. I, we have this podcast, obviously. We still are theoretically writing a book. Yes, we're still writing a book. And we are involved in a legal struggle. Randy, the uh, Burmese mountain b- 
Randy Access Memories, the hit album from 2013. Gravity's Rambo. A screaming comes across the sky. It's Randy. Get off my roof! Uh-huh. Anyway, we are technically still involved in a lawsuit, and uh, folks, you heard about this last on our 110th episode celebration on episode 111. Yeah. We did a little bit of a Q&A with uh, some of Randy's annoying lawyers. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ted, I'm kind of touched because um, we've done Q&A episodes before, and they've always been a big, um, what's the opposite of a hit? Fiasco. Debacle. Failure. Let down. Goat rope. Cake fart. Well, don't say that we're not getting better because uh, apparently our last Q&A episode was so successful, Randy's lawyers want us to do another one, a more in-depth one, in the form of a, uh, I guess it's technically called a deposition. Cool. That's yeah. a, I think that'll be a great episode. I think it's going to be very, very fun to I'm do excited. the deposition. And yeah. you'll never get us to admit to anything, no. but of course we'll answer all your questions. Of course. Happy to talk, always. And actually, uh, the deposition is lined up for, is it next week? Uh-huh. Ted, I just wanted to address maybe one or two of their questions. But I don't want to sit there all day. We get them out of the way now. Ted, do you want to take one of the first ones? Okay. Uh, here we go. Um, have you now or ever owned a bowling ball? Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so... Um, but they don't ask Fred Flintstone that. No, because he's D. Here's the thing. Could I say to you, yes, I've owned a bowling ball. Uh, you're in the dataverse. I'm in the dataverse. I often keep a... Well, you know how like a hairdresser might carry around a wig just to practice on. For me, if I'm going to be bejazzling men I meet in pubs, I have to have something to practice on. Imagine the first guy you meet who you bejazzle his bald spot, it goes wrong because you haven't practiced. No, any dad worth their salt, will always carry a bowling ball in their driver's seat. Yeah. And I think that's an American right, frankly, and I'm offended as an American. I'm sorry, are you going to dispose of every single father down at the bowling alley on Tuesday night when their wives are having date night? Your Honor, throw this case out! Yes, seriously, Your Honor. This is a clown's parade, Your Honor. Yeah, well done, Ted. Yeah, what's the next question? This one's from Agent uh, Matthews, a friend of the show. Mm -hmm. Agent Matthews says, be prepared to offer an explanation for why you were on Randy's roof. We uh, know it was you. We have footage of you. Corroborating footage. Yeah, la la la. Yeah, 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 la la. Okay. (laughs) Jeez, Uh, Agent Matthews, a little bit embarrassing that you would ask that of me. It is, Um, actually. Agent Matthews, uh, do you have any idea how many people D because they do not have structurally sound roofs? Yeah, look it up right now. Agent Matthews, let me ask you another question. Have you seen the film Donnie D, as in Darko? That, 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 let me finish. When none other than a plane engine falls through the roof and crushes the titular Darko. Yeah. Well, sir... I care deeply for Randy Ramirez. You could say I consider him one of my best friends. We'd love to put on a rabbit mask and stare at him in a mirror. And it would kill me if some falling bit of debris were to crush him in his bedroom. And so I was lying in bed, in the shed, mind you, and I would have had every right to stay abed. And yet I said to myself, oh my goodness, if anything were to fall on Randy's roof, be it a plane engine, be it a satellite, or a meteorite, if it were to go through his roof and crush him as he slept, I would be heartbroken. Even if I became manager of the Best Buy after him in memoriam, I would still 
probably have to turn down the offer or take it reluctantly. The point is, I couldn't sleep thinking about that possibility. So yes, I went with Ted in his e-bike made to look like the scary Richard Apple. And yes, we went to his house. And yes, I climbed on the roof. And using a bowling ball to simulate the experience of a satellite meteoroid or plane engine, I did what in the technical community is known as a stress test to see how strong his roof was. And your honor, uh, that roof was none too strong. For as I watched my bowling ball sail through his roof into his toilet, I thought to myself, thank goodness that was not a plane engine. I rest my case. Just a further note, because I know this will come up in court. I had to make, and if you're on a roof, where else are you going to go? Besides the chim. Yes, Ted made in the chimney. But it wasn't, Your Honor. Exhibit number one, we know for a fact that that chimney is sealed off. We know because someone may have tried to go down the chimney before. No harm, no foul. Exhibit number two. It's the shape. I I mean, you know, when you're up that high and you're out of options, what else are you going to do? And exhibit number three, I'm sorry, would you rather he had made on the roof? No. So in conclusion, Your Honor, we were trying to save Randy's life to make sure he didn't get Donnie darko to D with a plane engine by throwing a bowling ball through the roof, uh, which was a successful test. We found out that his roof was, in fact, not strong enough to withstand a plane engine. And Ted's using the uh, chimney as a T is, um, uh, I just miss it, is irrelevant. Yeah, I'd just say it's just one of those random things that happens. Uh, Ted, would you like to handle one of the questions that I know um, Agent Dana has for you? Yes. Um, firstly, I'll say to Dana, Milady. Uh, Ted, actually, it's good. To do, it's okay to do that now. Maybe don't do it in court just because as gentlemanly as it is, I, we both know from experience that people really don't like it when we say Milady to them. Yeah, but I know that someone out there will. Fair enough. Fair enough. That special someone is the someone for me. So Yeah, no, you're right. I have to fly in the face of danger in order to find Milady. No, fair enough. Withdrawn, Your Honor, withdrawn. I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Question from Dana here. Do you accept that emotional and psychological damage has been done to my client in regards to your behavior on the night of the 14th? 14th of what month? Of February. Oh, yes, that was yesterday. Right. This is about the Mrs. Ramirez puppet. Yeah. Shadow puppetry is an ancient form of storytelling. And for me, I figured since I am not allowed to go into Randy's house, that I would let photons do my talking, Mm. that I would let light pass through darkness into his life and his heart. Because I know that on Valentine's Day, he has to have seen the pictures of Mrs. Ramirez and Carlos. We all saw them. We all saw them. What a piggyback. Holy moly. The whole town saw it. And I knew how Randy must be feeling. Oh, it would be so hard for him. Oh, my gosh. I nearly wept. I felt for the dog. And I wanted to give him a little treaty. I wanted to throw the man a bone. Yeah. And I know he's alone because I watched him go into his house because I was on the corner anyway. Yeah, you were helping me sell lemonade. Yeah. Trying to raise some money for the Tesla, Randy. I'm sorry if I'm just trying to make an honest day's work. Yeah, and I was selling porn on DVD. Anyway, this is beside the point. Point. The point is that, yes, did I go onto Instagram, take a picture of Mrs. Ramirez, print it out at Staples at quite a large picture across multiple pictures of letter copy, tape them together, cut it out so it was the right size as Mrs. Ramirez, back it with extra sharpie put it on a sticker 
and then get a single source light bulb and point it at his window and then play out a shadow puppet version of Mrs. Ramirez walking across his room on the back wall using shadows as he tried to I don't know what he was doing in there, but it wasn't savory and there was a lot of Instagram. But I just knew that in that moment, Dana, my lady, I knew he needed to see the face of a loved one, not some e-girl. He was a friend in need. You were sending him the message that every father needs to get in these difficult times, which is you'll get her back. Yes, she may be a shadow on your wall. She may not come back to you the way that you remember her. Shout out Pet S. But she will be back one way or another. And I'm sorry, if helping a friend is illegal, well then, Ted, I guess I need to arrest you for bejazzling my bald spot. Because apparently it's illegal to help a friend. Yeah, it is illegal to help a friend in America, it seems. Also, the fire was accidental. The bulb got too hot, too close to the puppet. Yep. Definitely. That was not meant to traumatize or threaten. Well, this time, lucky I had to make. Yeah, you put it out. I did. So we rest our cases, Dana Milady. Dana Milady. And Ted, I hate to say this about Randy, who is a friend. Definitely a friend. But I can't help but think that he has got a little bit of dollar signs in his eyes because he knows about our Tesla fund. Yeah. Look, I mean, look at the copy doggy. We make a podcast. He makes a podcast. He makes a podcast. We go to Best Buy. He kicks us out of Best Buy. Yep. We lose our wives. He loses his wife. We call the cops on him for being a bad friend. He calls the cops on us for breaking and entering and, you know, getting into his walls and stuff. Making in his chimney. Yeah, all the aforementioned stuff. Yeah, that's that's what this is all about. I mean, they, does Randy really want to get money or damages from us? No, he doesn't need that. He's no. the manager of the local Best Buy. He's basically the richest man in town, I assume. He could print money if he wants to. He could. This printer's a very good quality, and he has access to all the cartridges. And I'm sorry, I've seen his house. It sucks. Yes, Casa Ramirez is an s-hole. His wife got the good house. His house now is an asshole. The walls are very thin. The very. roof is not secure. So no. he wants our Tesla money, and there's no other way around it. And with good reason, because, Ted, sorry to do this. we got to start the show in a second, but uh, it is Tesla Roundup Week 5. Party rocking in the house tonight. Cue that party rocking, my dad. Come close, and let me tell you something. In a few solid weeks, you're gonna be walking around the streets of this town. You're gonna to be minding your own business. And then wham, the milkshake that was in your hand is gonna fly out, hit you in the face, and you're gonna bend over, dropping all of your milky groceries. And you're gonna look up from that position with just this stream of white milk flowing from your face and in that blur of white you're gonna see a flash of red and for two seconds you're gonna catch the glint of oakley's a purple cape and probably someone mooning you on self-drive yeah and in this scenario um we did not mean to drive so close to you that was probably just that the tesla autopilot thought you were a lamppost yeah or a cyclist and maybe you are if the tesla says so i don't know who to believe so last week we were sitting very pretty with a overwhelming thirty thousand five hundred dollars coming off of the latest fundraising from ted via his p videos with his wife and her boyfriends and a little bit of money from yours truly janitor in chief that's right guys i'm not janitor in chief i'm not even on the payroll i just want to be 
clear Hector is very sensitive about titles. Right, because you're still what? You're still working through your apprenticeship? What is it? Well, it helps Hector, the fact that I'm not like... I'm not certified in any of the janitor stuff, which is good for him. Oh, you're not union. No, no, no. And that's a big problem for... He has a big problem with the union, which I get it. Like, the, you know, I imagine that the union is just... They're bad. Well, it's sure, just like yeah. the Best Buy staff, you know? I, mean, I don't think they are yeah. a union, but it's the same deal. It's just unfair. And so, you know, what Hector likes about me, he says, is that I'm not, I'm not union, and I've never taken any of the safety training courses, and I don't technically work here, but he pays me to do the stuff no one else wants to do. So, yeah, just to be clear, I am a, a, a novice amateur unofficial, unlicensed janitor who technically has no association with Hector or the school. But you are pulling in those bucks, and that's the yes. main thing that we care about. For our Tesla Reno Drive 2023, the boys are back in town. So, Tep Tim, let's tally it up. How much did you make this week? Well, folks, you'll remember that last week I made a massive $500 signing bonus for my janitorial yep. gig. This week... Boop, boop, boop. Well, look... What makes Elon such an amazing businessman? Is it that he's a great inventor? No. Yes, but I mean yes. Yes. But but not not but yes, but no. But that's, that's not, not the all main of thing. It. It's no. that he knows how to use his money. Now look, I could pour bleach down the toilet to dissolve the rats that get stuck in there somehow all day long, and I could make some money. Or I could do what Elon did, and I could say, hmm. I've got this money already. What would it take to invest this money and double my income? Yeah, yeah. Well, Ted, as we mentioned, this uh, last week was Valentine's Day, and it also happened to be the Super Bowl. Yes. And the janitorial staff here love the Super Bowl. And they were having a little pool going to bet on who was going to win. And I said, hmm... I've got $500. What if that $500 were $500,000? Yes. We could buy 10 Teslas. So uh, what can I say? I bet big. Nice. Good. How'd it go? Um, I didn't, my bet didn't win. Damn it. Well, you got to be in it to win it. So how much did you lose? Well, I wanted to win it really big. Yeah. Like I wanted to buy 10 Teslas. Okay. So how much did you put in? Well, yeah. What you have to understand... Ted is, um, you know about odds of probability? Uh, no. So let's say I'm betting with Dan, one of the other janitors. And, yep. you know, we're betting over who's going to win the Super Bowl, this team or that team. Well, yep. 50-50 odds. So I stand to double my money, basically. Sure. Not really worth the bet, is it? Well, turns out from statistics that the more unlikely something is to happen, the more money you win if it does happen. Wow, Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I could bet for the whatever team over the other team. I never did figure out who was playing. And I could win a little bit of money. Or yeah. what if I bet that they win with 12 points? Okay, that's a little bit more rare. I could, you know, my odds are suddenly looking pretty good. But I wanted to win. I wanted to take my $500 and turn it into $500,000. You want a holographic mute too. Yeah, exactly. So um, basically I made a really, uh, I think the word I would use is creative. They said stupid bet. Mm -hmm. Basically I said, okay, well, I want to get $500,000 when I win. And what they decided was that if a hot air balloon crashed into the field during the game, they'd give me $500,000. Okay. Okay. Good bet. And it didn't happen. No, no, it didn't. Um, but if it had, though... Wow, imagine that. That would have been I so I mean, right? Yeah. I, let's, we'd be having this conversation yeah. going right off the cliff like Thelma and, uh, and cool. Louise. So yeah. um, my winnings were... Uh, oh, drum roll, please. No. 
negative $3,000. Negative how much? Negative $3,000. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, great. And this has been Gambling Corner. But I sold you a cup of lemonade for $3. A little bit overpriced, I admit. So taking $30,500, let's subtract $3,000. That's $27,500 and add the $3 at the end. $27,503. So woo, woo, woo. And I'd say uh, a very valuable lesson learned in statistics. Yes. And probability. Yeah. I should have bet more money. I think so. So that's my side of things. Pretty good. $3 up. Yep. $3 up. A push is a win. Yep. How about you, Ted? How did you do? Woo! Good week with the boys this week. I'm happy to report uh, earnings of, drumroll please, $35,000. Whoa! Yep. Really? Yeah, we got reposted by Ashton Kutcher. Oh my gosh, I saw that tweet. Well, a lot of people were sort of posting pictures of Stefan to him since Stefan cut his hair and, and put that sort of, he dyed his hair brown. Let's be clear, you were the one who did it. Well, I cut his hair, yeah, yeah, true, true. But everyone was like, wow, is this Ashton Kutcher or viral porn star Stefan Breverwitz? Is that how you say it? It's Breverwitz? I think so. I always just call him Stefan, I guess. Some of his friends call him Witsy. What does it say on his passport? I'll have to have a look at his passport. It's in my safe. So, wow. Huge boost. Thank you, Ashman Kutcher. Thank you, Ashton Kutcher. If you ever want to come on the show, you know, Stefan and you could do a great scene together. We'll punk you in more ways than one. They could be Donnie D, the rabbit in the mirror. Are you kidding me? It's such a good idea. Oh, or Freaky F. Or Freaky F. You and Stefan switch places, and Ashton is the dad, but it's his character from that 70s show. Yeah, I think that's definitely the way it works. I bet he could get Demi Moore in the room, too. Well, and shout out, Ted. You guys already did Indecent Proposal. I, I thought that was spectacular, where it, the Robert Redman character offers that, except in your version, the Woody Harrelsman and Demi Moore characters aren't at all conflicted, and then they all just F. Yeah. And it's called Decent Proposal. Because when he makes the offer, Stefan's like, that's not a bad offer. Yeah. Mind if I join in? Off to the races. Yeah, and you're the boat captain. Look at them go. Honk, honk. No, totally. I mean, stick around because next week we're, gonna, we're doing Stalker. And you're going to want to know really what the zone is. I actually love that you've been getting more into classic film. Because I think that what you're doing, Ted, that's so great is you're helping the younger audiences discover a lot of classic movies. You know, they're not just getting O, they're also learning. No, totally. I mean, Lawrence of Arabia, Bridge on My River Wife, La Dolce f Pile, Easy Rider. No change there. The Wizard of Oz gets by two men. Ooh, ooh, Sarah in Wonderland. Oh my gosh, Ted, Bronson as the caterpillar, part of him, anyway. Oh, and Ted, Ted, look, I don't ask for much. I really don't ask for much, but I could be the Mad Hatter. I could do such a good job. I mean, I think we might be able to get Johnny Depp for that. Yeah, okay, if you can get Johnny Depp, then obviously you take him, but I'm just, but like, look, I'm just saying, you want these two men to f your wife? Yeah, and I'll be the Cheshire Cat, you know, just, just watching it, just watching it all. Should we start the show? Let's start the show. Well, that's it for this week's show. Yeah, we kind of ran out of time, didn't we? Yeah, sorry, folks. Um, a lot of important stuff to cover there at the top. Some housekeeping. We didn't get to the earnings call, but we no. will be there next week for Tesla Week 6. Very excited. And hey, remember to sign up for the Patreon at teptalkpod.com. This is directed at Marvin. Marvin? 
we know that you unsubscribe from the Patreon because jokes on you, you are our only subscriber. So don't go saying, oh no, it must have been someone else. There is no one else, Marvin. It's the thing, Marvin. Don't commit your crime if you're the only person in the room. Wait till you've got a bunch of other people in the room, i.e. other Patreon subscribers. Maybe you should think about signing some of your friends and family up to the Patreon to cover your exit. Look, you might call it a curse, but it's your curse, okay? So you can either accept it or you can pass it on, okay? It follows. Yeah, exactly. Marvin, we follows. Yeah. It's the only decent and reasonable sort of course of action, Marvin. And, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, mate, we're watching you. Randy's is not the only roof we've been on. No, for science. All right, folks, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, Ted, I just thought of another one. I mean, this one's kind of obvious. Dr. Doolittle. Except it would probably be like Dr. Do-a-lot. Yeah, that's pretty good. Bronson and Stefan as the push-me-pull-you? It writes itself. If I could f*** with the animals, f*** with the animals. Oh